Alright. Whatever you're going to do for God, you got to do it now. We've been talking a good game and singing a good song. You are dancing and prancing, but when you come down off of your high, it's time to roll up your sleeves and go to work in the vineyard. When the world is in a chaos, is the finest hour for the church to shine. Amen. When the world is in a chaos, there's no time for the church to sit still. There's no time for the church to shut up. Come on, somebody. If the people of the world today are looking for a beacon of light and hope in this dark world, it's got to come through the church of the living God. If they don't see a way through you, they won't see a way at all. Come on, somebody. The saints of God is the only ones that has the lamp of God to show the lost the way. If God is calling you to service unto him, you and I better get busy and put your all into it. Too often we want to work when it's convenient for us. Come on now. But no one wants to take the time out and find out when God wants it done. Saints, we are in a time of disappointment to God because we want to work on Sundays and keep Monday through Saturday for ourselves. So we have become a once a week saint. But I hope God don't show up on the day that we keep to ourselves. We got to make time for God in order for God to make time for us. When we seem to forget Time for God is in order for, for God to make time. But we seem to forget that Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. This was not a spare time calling, but a calling for your everyday life. I understand we are presently in a fast moving society. But you need to slow down. Take some time. To find out the mind of God for your life. If we don't take time to go to the throne of grace, we will never understand the upcoming events of life that may affect you and your family. We don't understand what going to the throne of grace is for. The going to the throne of grace is to obtain help. It is to obtain information. It is to obtain wisdom. It is to obtain an understanding. Being in the right place at the right time is very crucial for a saint of God in these last days. Being out of place may cause you to miss the shift of God for this season. And you become of no use 
to the move. This is not the time to lose focus of your life expectation in God by majoring in minor. Your minor stuff tends to feel major at times. And you devote all of your time to correct it or get it done. Majoring in minor and minoring in major. Church and devotion with God becomes minor to you because of what you're going, what's going on is most important to you. What you got going on so God gets on the back burner. Do y'all not realize that we are mandated to do kingdom business? If you don't do kingdom business, how can you go to the kingdom? If you're not doing bidding God's business, why would you think that he's going to take care of your business? There's coming a time you're going to wish you had to spend much time as you could with God. Because your faith is not what you think it is. Why you say that? Because you are living off of untested faith. We, haven't, we have not been in life crisis where the only way out is by the faith of God. When we get in life crisis and circumstances, we fall apart. That means that our faith really, we're we really living off of untested faith. Because even when life crisis hit us so hard, as long as we've been in the church, we ought to be able to say, we ought to be able to call on God with confidence that God is going to bring us out. Do you not know that the Hebrew boys had to have tested faith for them to tell the, the king that uh, we won't bow to your image because God is able and even if he don't we still won't bow your faith has got to be tested your faith has got to go through the fire we're still living off of untested faith come on now our faith so shabby I let the rent get due two months we fall clean apart Come on now. No food in the refrigerator. Y'all be to hear you hollering down the street. Oh, Lord, I'm going to starve to death. We have not been in life crisis where our life was on the line. Or everything is about to be taken. Come on, somebody. Society has turned against what you going to do when society turned plumb against the church? You know what you got to be done doing? You got to be done already built yourself up on your most holy faith. You got to, your faith has got to be like a bodybuilder does. He relentless builds on his body. Guess what? You got a relentless build on your faith. 
You got to strengthen your faith. You got to put some muscles in your faith. Come on, somebody. You got to put some endurance in your faith. And now is the hour for you to build your faith because testing time is going to come. Whether we be here or don't be here, we don't know. But the test is coming to, to test every man. Amen. Crisis is an event or a period that will lead to unstable and dangerous situations affecting an individual, a group, or a society. The church is going to be affected by crisis. Come on, somebody. But it won't go down. Come on now. The water flood going to come, but it won't overtake you. It is a testing time or an emergency. This time will require working faith at its full potential and not talking faith. We got to get out of this talking faith. Ah, uh, I hear sometimes in our testimonies that you talk a good game. I hear sometimes that you put on your stage act. But I don't see no action towards the kingdom of God. Who is trying to find the mind of God in this hour. If we are spiritually lazy now, when the hour of our testing arrives, we will be spiritually weak with no substance in your faith. Come on now. We are being rocked to sleep by hoping in this world and Stop working on our soul salvation. Be careful because the world will have us running after it and what it has to offer and make us stop thinking about our soul salvation. For the church, soul salvation is the number one priority. Amen. Come on now. Then God said he'll supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Come on, somebody. So why are we running out the stuff? Ain't nothing wrong with having stuff. Don't let stuff have you. Put stuff in its proper place. Put God at the top of the list. When we stop working on eternal life, taking it for granted that we already got it made, you need to wake up. Because you ain't already got it made. Come on, somebody. It was something that you did today that probably wasn't pleasing to God. But you overlooked it because you thought it was a small issue. Come on, somebody. Don't sleep on the word of God that says work out your own 
soul salvation in fear and trembling. So guess what? If you got to work it out in fear and trembling, that means you can't take it lightly. You can't take it for granted. You can't take it like you already got it made. Well, we, <coughs> what have we yoked ourselves up with that God once broke us loose? Examine what you are doing, are doing for God, or, or what you are doing or should be not doing for God. Examine what you are doing and what you're not doing. This is your season to make good of it because you may not get another chance. Amen. Go to Romans chapter 13. So beware, don't allow your stage act to outweigh your work. Did that make sense? If it didn't, I'll say it again. Don't allow your stage act to outweigh your work. Because your work is what's going to count. Amen. Romans 13 verse 11 says. And that, and that now the time. That now it is high time. To wake out of sleep. So evidently. We were spiritually sleepwalking. We were spiritually not in tune to what God was doing in that season. Did that make sense? And when he said knowing the time, it's translated as season. Time at which certain Foreordained events takes place are necessary accomplishments need to take place. It implies which time gives an opportunity to do. Don't let the opportunity that God gives you pass you by in this time. And the only way is not to do that is you got to wake up. You got to be spiritually in tune, you know, if you're not spiritually in tune to God, you sleep. Come on, somebody. If your natural concern is higher than your spiritual concern, you sleep. Your eyes may be wide open, but you're sleepwalking. And he said, now it is high time to wake out of sleep. For now, our salvation nearer than when we believe. Now, your salvation, 
our spiritual and eternal deliverance is a lot closer. Our future deliverance at the second coming of Christ is a lot closer. It's too close for us to be asleep. It's too close for us to let our flesh dictate what's going to keep us out of glory. Come on, y'all. When you got more emphasis on what you got going on in the natural than what you got going on with God, you in trouble. Come on now. You in trouble. You sleeping, don't know it. Your salvation is nearer than when you believe. Your salvation is nearer than when you first started out on this journey. Now you have to look at your journey and see if your journey has caused you to progress or regress. Is your journey causing you to move forward or are you going backwards? Come on now. 12 verse says, And the day, wait a minute, the night is far spent. Your bad time that God pulled you out of your darkness is far spent. Where God brought you from should be far spent. Your concern and your life should not be based on you still walking in darkness. For the night is far spent. Wow. The night is far gone. And what he said. And the day Jesus is at hand, y'all. Jesus is knocking at the door. Will you be able to answer? The day is at hand. What did he tell us when he first came? The kingdom of God is at hand. He said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Look how long ago that message went across. And I, I, and I don't know whether we are really viewing the sincerity of it, of how long it's been since he preached that message. And it is still very much alive today, even the more so. It's even the more so to the church because guess what? The church is at a point that it is at a point of needing to repent. Before God come back. It ain't in a song and a dance. Come on now. It's altar call time. He said. Let us therefore. Cast off the works. We still. If we trying to keep up with the world. Guess what? You still working in darkness. Huh? 
If your chief concern is what's going on in the world and how you can keep step with them, you are working in darkness. You have not cast off the works of darkness. And Paul said, therefore, cast them off. Cast them off and you got to get rid of it. And let us put on the armor of light. Now, didn't the scripture tell us that put on the whole armor of God? So you know what this scripture is telling us? You still walking with pieces of the armor. You still don't want to suit all the way up. You still don't want to be totally sanctified. You still don't want to be totally committed to the Holy Ghost that the Holy Ghost will lead and guide us to all truth. We still don't want to walk in the fullness of the light of God. Just some of it. We want to walk part way in the light of God and keep up with the rest of the fashion of the world. And the church has been creeped more of the fashion of the world and instead of the spirit of God. Thirteen verse says, let us walk honestly as in the day, not in routing drunkenness, nor in chambering and wantonness, not in strife. Your flesh can't be in control. This is not an hour for your flesh to be in control. This is not an hour for anybody in the church to be walking in envy and strife. Huh? This is not an hour for the church to be walking uh, in carousing and drunkenness huh? and debauchery. This is not the hour. We're in a critical hour. Come on now. You can't even, you can't walk around spiritually drunk. Come on now. Not knowing what spirit that you're walking by. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Try the spirit. By the spirit to see is it of God. Huh? Most, a lot of folks are walking so drunk toward the spirit of God that they don't know what spirit they're walking by. Amen. You got to know God's spirit. And guess what? You don't know God's spirit haphazardly. You got to labor before God to hear that strange, still voice that God speaks by. Come on now. And if you walking around drunk, lightheaded, <laughs> in immorality, come on now. God ain't talking to you. Amen. 14 verse says, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust. You got to watch what you crave after. You got to watch what your physical nature have you gravitating to. Wow. 
Come on now. You know what? When it's church time, you got to tell yourself, it's church time. I got to go. Amen. Why you say that? Because you still is operating of untested faith. Wow. If your faith can't get you to the church, how is your faith going to get you to heaven? We're still walking off of untested faith. Because we can't even make it to the house of God. How are you going to make it through this world crisis? I mean, think about it. If, 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 if your spirit will not have you running to God in the time that we're living in now, when it gets tough, who are you going to run to? When the world is on fire, <laughs> where you gonna run? Where you gonna hide? Come on now. Amen. We, get, we, 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 we gotta learn now how to have our feet running fast to God while we can. That's right. Come on now. You gotta be a faith builder. You gotta build. Y'all remember what the pastor was telling y'all, son? You got to get it done now. You can't wait till the crisis come to get it done. You got to be prepared before the crisis come in order to make it through the crisis. Amen. 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 Ain't no point in you keep thinking, oh, the Lord going to do it. I know he's not. He giving you the time and the season to build yourself up on your most holy faith. Why did he tell you to do that? Because the testing time is coming that you're going to be able to, you're going to have to be able to stand. And then Paul said, after you done done everything to stand, even when it looked like standing ain't working, you still got to be able to stand. We're going we gonna to approach them times. Huh? We're going to approach them times that they used to say. Approach them times like a, a, a rat eating a red onion. Come on now. That's some tough time. We're going to run into some tough times. Come on, somebody. Maybe we're not paying close attention to the news like we should. Every day it seems like we're approaching closer and closer to times that we haven't seen before. We are encountering leaders that we have never seen before. Amen. And then I don't know whether some of you didn't uh, been keeping close uh, ear to the news. Now uh, you about to encounter uh, 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 another epidemic of COVID that you ain't seen before. Amen. Now you can sit and put all, try to put all that weight on God if you want to. But you better use some wisdom 
And you better get you some understanding. And you better look at the fact that you still got to do something in this race, even protect yourself. Don't be no fool and put all caught. Thank you putting all the weight on God because it ain't going to work. There's a lot of them tried it. A lot of them is in the grave. A lot of them went in the hospital and they came out, but they came out saying, oh, thank you, God. Hit me in the shoulder with that needle right now. Come on now. Remember, we're entering into another season. What is this various that came out now? And they said that it's worse. It, the numbers that already went up in Arkansas. Amen. One thing I can tell you, don't be Superman. But you better be a smart man. Come on now. Let's go to Ecclesiastic. Chapter 3. Are we there? The very first verse says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose. Wait a minute. There is a season and a time. A divinely appointed time. The right time. The proper time. The time of events. Unhappy times. Come on now. As well as circumstance and occurrence of times. Ah. Oh, there is a purpose for it. There is a divine appointed time for it. And it is a purpose that is orchestrated at the hand of God. Amen. Verse 2 says, a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. The time of to be born. Hmm. The time that you got here to the time of your expiration date. I hope that you done got to the point that you please God. Amen. Amen. Giving and taking of life is God's choice. Is his choosing what he do. But at the time that you got here, to the time that you expire, it is your responsibility to know your God. It's your responsibility 
to know your God to the point that he wants to save you. Did y'all get that one? Because see, you got to get to the point that God desires to save your life. And your point in the time of that is from between the time that you got here and I hope you get it done before the time you leave. Did that make sense? Amen. There's a passage of scripture in the book of Daniel that speaks of the fact that it, it says that the people that know their God shall be strong. It doesn't say nothing about weak. How are you going to be strong? You got to be strong in your faith. You got to be strong in your spiritual walk with God. There are people shall be strong and do exploit. How are you going to do anything if you're sitting on everything? Come on, somebody. We're at a time that we got to be spiritually moved by God. We got to be more attentive to God in our prayers because guess what if we are in contact with God in our prayers he do have something to say if you doing all the talking come on somebody <laughs> if you the one doing all the talking and ain't getting God time to talk and then when you get through doing all the talking amen bless God and you gone God said, what? I didn't get a chance to say anything. I didn't get a chance to tell them how I felt about the matter. Wow. So, the scripture also said there was a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which was planted. Before planting, you got to prepare the ground. Amen. You, 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 you got, you, before the planting, you got to break up your old stony heart. You got to get your heart ready to, to, to receive the seeds that come from God. God ain't planting nothing in no stony heart. Amen. And then not only that, you got you you, you got to break up the, the 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 ground and prepare it, and, and and it's time for the word of God to be planted in your heart, and the time to pluck up the stuff that other folks have planted in you. That's right. We try to hold on to so much stuff that's already been planted in us that is wrong. Amen. And God is trying to break up your ground so he can plant some seeds into some good soil, but you still trying to hold on to the junk that was already in you. Woo. Bad doctrine. Bad religion. Bad ways that man said that you need to uh, get to God and all you got to do is go by what the word of God said. That's how you get to God. Come on now. So you got to get rid of some of that stuff that's been planted in you 
to make room for what God wants to plant in you. So he got to pluck up some stuff out of you. Huh? Third verse says, A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time... Oh, Lord, have mercy. If we just stop off at the time to break down, we got some stuff that God... <laughs> God been trying to break down in us for a long time. You know, you got to break it down in order to build back up. Amen. You got a time when uh, God is trying to kill off some stuff in you. Some stuff that need to be killed off and that is deeply buried in you. Some stuff, you know, you can't get no healing until you kill off the disease. You can't get no healing until you kill some stuff off in you that God can heal you from some hurts, some bruises, and some stuff you went through. Sometimes we hang on to some stuff that folks have done 30 years ago. And God can't heal us because we're still hanging on to what Sammy did to me 30 years ago. My Lord. I just can't forget what Robert did. When I went through McGee. <laughs> I just can't get over it. You got to get over it to be healed. Come on somebody. It's time. To let God. Kill off them old wounds. That you can be healed. Come on now. Even some of you can't, some of you still can't get over what mama done to you, what daddy done to you. Get over it. Amen. Time for you to move forward. Come on now. Who are you trying to build a new life with? What mama and daddy did or what God is trying to do? Get over it. Some of you still got walls that need to be broken down. Yeah. You know, you got to tear down some of them old walls in order for God to build you up. Yeah. Come on now. Amen. We got walls between each other that need to come down. Amen. Amen. You know, when you tear down a wall, you create some space. Right now, your walls has got you in a box. You need to come out of your box. You need to tear down them old walls that you got. Mm. Get this close and no further. Well, guess what you're doing? You're telling God the same thing. You can get this close but no further. Amen. So you got to break down them old walls. And now would be the season for you to get it done. Yeah. You got to let God work while God is working. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Verse 4 says, <laughs> A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to moan and a time. 
And, and, and we understand that, 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 that sometimes that we have some bad days. We understand that. But don't let your bad days outweigh your good days. Come on, somebody. When you got bad days, find something good that you can think about the God that you serve. Paul told him, said, I think myself happy. Don't you know he was having a bad day that day? Amen. And he told the king, I think myself happy. How did he do that? He got to thinking about the God that he served. He got to thinking about the power that God had invested in him. I ain't got no reason to sing a sad song. I got the power of God living in me. Yeah. Huh? To the point that he had almost, a, 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 a King Agrippa, I told him, said, Paul, you almost made me feel Christian. Huh? Your walk with God ought to tell somebody, man, you almost made me follow you to church. You know then you was on your job. Amen. Come on now. Amen. They might be like uh, 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 Felix or Festus or whatever his name was. Paul, you are you you mad? You mad? You are you you are, you a mad man? If they think that you are mad in Christ Jesus, oh well, that's a good thing. Wear it as a badge of honor. Just don't let your walk be wishy-washy. Right. Amen. Amen. So you need to make a stand with God that your good days will outweigh your bad days. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we know that there are times that we're going to have weeping time. We know that there are going to be times that even that we're going to have we're going to experience death in the families. We, gonna, we know there's going to be time for mourning. But guess what? Don't stay down now. You got to get up. Why you got to get up? Because you still living. Come on now. You can't just lay down with the dead. You, 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 got, you, got, to let, you got to realize that uh, weeping may endure for a night. But joy cometh in the morning. You got to realize that you're looking for a brand new day of grace and mercy. Amen. Come on now. Because guess what? Uh, it didn't have to be the deceased that left. It could have been you that left. That's right. Come on. Am, I, am I right about it? God could have left them and took you. And then, then you be wondering, are they feeling about me the way I felt about them? You won't be around to find out. Come on now. So every day that you up on top of the ground, you need to give God his glory. Every day that you up on top of the ground, you need to give God his praise. Every day that you up on top of the ground, God thank you for this new day of grace and mercy that you have given me. This is my season to give you praise. This is my season to glorify you. This is my season to call on your holy name. I'm trying to get a breakthrough. God, let this be my season that I get a breakthrough to you with you, God. Let this be the season that I hear what you say. 
oh God, about my life. Come on, somebody. Fifth verse says, Time to cast away stone and a time, time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. So we still don't understand that we got a time that we need to bag off some folks. Huh? Come on, somebody. There are some folks that are in your life that sometimes you need you got to bag off and take an inventory. Huh? You got to take an inventory to find out that is it is is, is these people uh, good for your walk with God or bad for your walk with God? Come on, somebody. But guess what? Can I say it? Because they're family members, we seem to not to be able to stop the embracing and back up. Because that's my blood. Now you got a new blood, baby. You got a new blood and they call it the blood of Jesus Christ. And guess what? It don't mix. Come on now. So we have to know how to deal with family issues versus God issues. And that's the part that we have a hard time of trying to deal with is how we deal with our flesh issues of our natural family versus dealing with the God of the God of our new family. Do you not know that Abraham had to deal with that thing? That God told him to pack up and leave his father's house, leave his country, huh, and go to a place that I'm going to show you. He didn't give Abraham no GPS. Huh? Oh, God don't give y'all GPS today. You ain't going nowhere. Huh? Come on now. The Holy Ghost is having a hard time leading us nowadays. But you know what? Abraham walked by faith. Ah. God would have had to show us two-story house, three toilet rooms, and a built-in swimming pool. For we walked. Robert, we wasn't going living in no tent. And it didn't have an air condition. And in the time and the places where Abraham and them came up in, it was super hot. Oh, rope. It wasn't going to happen. Because our faith wasn't there. Come on now. 
And if we really evaluate it, our faith still shaking now. Come on now. And it's shaking now, Rama. Because there's some things that God may ask you to do now that you ain't ready for it. Amen. You and I has got to be ready for the move of God. And it can happen at any given time that God may ask something of you. And you got to figure out if you willing to do it. Come on now. You can't be like the disciples that were following Jesus and said, this is too hard. And turn around and went back. And Jesus looked at the twelve and said, will you also go? But they had sense enough to say, where are we going to go? You're the one that's got eternal life. So who are you going to follow? Where are you going to go? You going to walk out on eternal life? You know when we shuck off our responsibilities, we walking out on eternal life. Amen. Verse 6 says, Time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep Oh, it's the time coming that there's some stuff that you got to turn loose. There's a time that there's some stuff that you're going to have to give up. There's some folks that you're going to have to give up on. Come on now. Some of us are still trying to walk with God and still holding on to folks. You can't do it. You can't do and have the mind of God and still trying to hold on to folks. Folks is going to be your downfall. Why? Because God going to go off and leave you. Because you valued folks more than you did God. Anybody that you associated with that you know of that can give you eternal life. Huh? Well, why are you holding on to them so dearly? Why is not God the top priority? Ask yourself that. We better understand as much about the living God as we can in order to know what to lose and what to keep and what to get rid of. Uh Your flesh works hard against you in these areas. Come on now. Our flesh works against us, not for us. Your natural desires works against 
your spiritual outcome. Huh? You got to base what you get in the natural based on what God gives you. Come on now. It says that there's a passage of scripture that says that if your ways pleases God, then he will give you the desires of your heart. And guess what? Your heart then will not step out of the will of God. You got to make sure that you stay in tune of being in the will of God. Am I right about that? Yes, sir. Somebody say something. Yes, ma'am. No. I'm saying that there's some people that God be wanting you to turn loose and you won't turn them loose. Did that make sense? There are some folks in our life that we try to hold on to that's detrimental to our spiritual walk. That we won't turn loose. Come on now. In the year that King Uzziah died. Huh? Isaiah didn't see the Lord until King Uzziah died. Now I don't know is it that he was just so in tune to King Uzziah that he couldn't hear what God was saying. He said, when the year the king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. It's people in your way that you can't see the Lord. Is what you're doing so important that you can't see the Lord? This is, this is, this is, this is where we're at now. We're in a place to where what's, this, what's, what's really important? Is what God doing in your life important? Or is what folks doing in your life so important? Elder, uh, people know God, the Holy Ghost and already let uh, will let us know if there's something that God wants and you know what it is and God God don't play games. No he don't. When you start putting things before him when you start putting people before him he warns you. He tells you let them go. Turn them loose. Don't go there. That's what he's talking about. Uh-huh. Now, this, this message ain't, ain't new. This is an old problem. Yeah. Absolutely. And God going to one day let you uh, 
whatever or whoever leads you down the wrong path and you ain't going to know how to get back on. Amen. Because it's sheep that lead other sheep astray. Yes. It ain't the shepherd that lead the sheep astray. It's sheep. You're following the wrong folk. And, and, and the Spirit of the Lord always, always let us know this. And so you got to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. That's what he's telling you. Mm-hmm. Amen. And a lot of times we cannot be sensitive to the Spirit of God because there are times that we don't know when to shut up. And that's what verse 7 said. Let's read it. A time to rent and a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to... Sometimes we don't know when to shut up. Sometimes we don't know when to shut up, and guess what? And when you don't know when to shut up, the Holy Ghost is not going to override you. Just going to let you go on and talk. And when it's time to speak, it's a time when you are seeking knowledge and understanding to be gained. Did that make sense? When it's time for you to open your mouth is when it's time for you to sort out the knowledge and understanding. Other than that, we need to be quiet. Elder, there is... Now... We sometimes don't do what the Bible says. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge, acknowledge him. You can't make me believe that you're acknowledging God and you lost. <laughs> you can't make me believe you're acknowledging God and you guessing whether you're on the right track or not. A lot of times it's, 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 it's easier to, to pretend because we don't want to do uh, what God has asked us to do. Mm-hmm. We pretend like we don't know the difference if God is talking, dealing with you about, a, about a something specific. Well, I just got this idea in my head. It's just, a, you know, if God... God don't, you don't just get an idea in your head about salvation. Absolutely. You don't just get an idea in your head about a conviction to what you're doing. And a lot of times, it, it may not be sin, but God is saying, you don't trust me enough to put me first in your life. Uh-huh. And see, a lot of times, that's where that's we where as children of God don't realize we're showing God that we don't trust him to put him first. We don't trust him to do what he said he was going to do according to his word. We talk about we want the Abraham blessing. Uh-huh. But we won't, we'll don't do, want to we'll do, do what, what Abraham, Abraham did, did to get, get the, the blessing. blessing. Absolutely. Abraham fully trust 
God. God. To the point that the, the child that he had been wanting and begging God for, he got it and God asked him for it. Mm -hmm. At 99. Mm -hmm. 